We apologize for the continuing delays to our transatlantic departures. Will passengers please remain in the terminal building for further information updates? Hello and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Ooh. Yes. Hello. I'm Nick Briggs and I'm joined by David Richardson. Hello, David. We also have two fantastic guest artists. I don't know why I said it like that. I've gone <laughs> slightly mad. Um, John Banks. Hello, John. Hello. Hello, everyone. And now, if you haven't had enough John, here's another John. John Dorney. Hello. Hello. Now, in case you found this podcast on iTunes and don't know what we're going on about, Big Finish, well, we love stories and we produce great audio drama and audio books based on things like Doctor Who. Highlander. Blake Seven. Sapphire and Steel. Stargate. Countermeasures. Survivors. Dark Shadows. The, the Avengers. Avengers. We're all saying the same things now. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You get the picture. Um... And here we are at uh, the Moat Studios where we record uh, most of our plays. So, David. Hello. Take it away. (laughs) Well, we were going to chat about Survivors, weren't we? Yeah. Blimey, Nick, I have to say, sounding fantastic, isn't it? Yes, it is, because I've been doing the, in inverted commas, music for it. Not the theme tune, of course. That's done by someone else. But, yeah. So, I've been listening to it, and it's... it's, um, I think great stuff. I can say that because I didn't write or direct or produce it. So I'm standing back from it. And it's just very um, harrowing. <laughs> how, how much of it did you know about? I mean, how much did you know about sort of the series arc and all that kind of stuff in advance? No, I know, I know nothing of this and I'm learning oh, about exciting. it as we speak. You yeah. don't even know who gets past episode one, do you? No, I don't. Because no, I've only listened to episode one, you see. I've only done the music for episode one and I'm, I'm due to start on episode two uh, probably tomorrow. Actually. But you, you keep Ooh. saying music, but how would you define disturbing we, we had lots of chats about it didn't yeah we? because the original didn't have music on it the original tv series we didn't think it would be right to go in with a full sort of cinematic score and and but we also thought that it being on audio we wanted there to be slightly more than just the sound design but this is kind of strange sort of unnerving sounds and things and some of it you possibly won't even be completely aware of you know it sort of builds throughout and just just creates a sort of sense of it's something unfolding and uh, yeah it's it's noises weird noises <laughs> and stuff Ambient. Ambient. That's a good word. Well, I was just going to following up on that point, actually, about the sound, because I'd noticed on the uh, Big Finish forum, there's been quite a lot of debate and discussion about the sound and what kind of sound there should be and what sort of ambient music, if any, there should be. I mean, has that been a huge point of discussion, whether you should actually have any music at all? That was a point of discussion. And then uh, Ken and I had, a, um, I know that David and Ken, Ken Bentley, who directed it, had, you know, long talks about it. And then I had... um, Quite a, a lo- longer than practical conversation with Ken Bentley while I was on a very windy, noisy railway platform <laughs> coming back from a meeting with Jason. I think I was at uh, Salisbury. And uh, and yeah, and Ken and I were having a, a big chat on the telephone there. And uh, we sort of yeah came to several conclusions there. We, we, we realised we were on the same wavelength. Because it's tricky, isn't it, I suppose, because the series, uh, as I understand it, and having seen it, on DVD relatively recently 
is incredibly authentic, mm. and the scripts are very authentic uh, to the to the kind of the ambience of the original series. That's what so, we do, really, isn't it? For everything, that's yeah. the big finish Auth- creed. Authenticity is always yeah. my watchword. But it, it must be tricky, therefore, to actually go against that if you yes, decide. Yes, that, you know, it's non-authentic, but it's sort of like uh, we we sort of. Our aim is to make. I remember David Tennant, Tennant very flatteringly said about. Um, the way I did the Daleks is that they weren't actually authentic to what they used to be like. That, but they're they're as they're kind of as scary as you remember them, not as scary as they actually were. You know, what I, I mean? don't think it's that much of a departure actually. When you when you hear it, it Nick's right in that it isn't really music, right. and in a way, we kind of took a bit of a cue, didn't we, from that just very opening of the theme where it goes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, yes. I love that, and that is That's kind of right. a bit of a cue that sort of appears. Yes, that, that sort of feel to it. I mean, you'll hear from the trailer that the, if you've heard the trailer, it's got some noises on, and that that is the kind of thing that is throughout. Really, I mean, Ken talked to me about. I think it's that I've never seen it, but a movie called Paranormal Activity, and he said there's. He said if you watch that movie with headphones on, there are there's not a traditional score in it apparently most of the time, and there you are aware of some noises sometimes and sort of growing. You know that thing when. Um, when you're in a situation of peril or stress, sometimes you're you're aware of the sound of your own blood, you know, going around the body. You get that, and and it's that kind of thing to sort of give you that kind of to just. I mean, it's all there in the drama. It's just giving it a little bit of a lift. And uh, I mean, I guess that's very for what you're describing is very different to sort of in a way imposing a soundtrack. Yeah. It's more it's, it's more about sounds and ambience rather than uh, notes. You know, when I normally score something, I think of the rhythm of the scene and then mm. I work out what the particular melody or the the adaptation of the series theme melody will be involved in the scene. Mm. Whereas with this, I'm not thinking about that at all. I'm thinking about what kind of strange noises might be going on in your head. Ah, come in, Mr Lewis. Better late than never. I think we can squeeze you in. Where is Miss Dawson today? <coughs> I'm, I'm not coming in. I, I I thought you should know, sir. Oh, what's the excuse, then? Hmm? I expected of you, Mr. Lewis, but it's not at all like... She's dead. <coughs> I couldn't wake her. Charlotte died to Dr. Gillison last night. <coughs> oh. I, I'm so terribly sorry. Thank you. Thank you for informing me. I, uh... They're saying everyone should check in with their families. Of course. At times such as these, we, uh... I mean, it's important that we, uh... Families. I suggest we all go home to our families. See your parents, make sure they, uh... When something like this happens, we come to realise what really matters. Go on, all of you. Class is... Dismissed. I'm fiercely proud of it. I just <laughs> what what I really love about it is I think it's very different to anything else we do. Um, if you look at our catalogue of stuff, this just sits in an entirely different bracket. Um, well, it's that sort of true of the original series as well. Isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's it such is. an original. It is show, and I, I think the performances in it, the writing, are really top notch it's a um, magnificent cast yes. yeah yeah and it doesn't it's, pull any punches does it you know it's not no. it's not for youngsters no and it's not for the faint hearted no I'm, I mean that's not to say it's gratuitously horrible and trying to shock you all the time it just takes the premise of this terrible thing that happens this pandemic mm. and then works through 
the the what if consequences of it mm. without yeah. pulling punches. So, yeah, and I mean, it will make you think. Yes. You know, it's um I think Johnny Morris put something really lovely in the C D booklet in that um it shows you what this or if what would happen if this ordered society we live in, if the bubble we live in burst. Yes. Um and you know, you can you can imagine it would be blooming awful. Yes. Mm. Um so it, it it has been a wonderful chance to do some real proper character drama just covering the best and worst of human nature. I'm trying to get through to Newsgroup's office. I think it should be our lead. Local effects of a nationwide problem. Let's personalise it. Old ladies in hospital corridors. Take a camera, see if any of them will give you a picture. Use your charm. Dan, what is it? The thing is, I think it could get bigger. How do you mean? They're saying there'd been some... Fatalities. Well, that's not unusual for winter flu. The elderly, people with heart trouble, breathing problems. No. From what I've heard, these are young people. Healthy people. How many? Quite a few. I'm trying to get it confirmed, but it's difficult pinning anyone down. I'll need it first thing tomorrow if we want to run it. I'll definitely keep trying head office, see if they've heard from Winters. I certainly remember from uh, the first episode that... That idea of go- of leaving the world that you know and yes. are familiar with and comfortable with, and the characters having to come to terms with the fact that everything they've known so far is being overturned. It's not just a limited effect, because the character that I'm playing has initially a sort of a limited view of of where this story might lead, and it it becomes so huge and so global that all their attitudes have to change. And I I found, certainly from that first episode, that was a fantastic story arc to follow, to actually have your character realise that just about every preconceived notion they have, they will now have to abandon. That truly is apocalyptic if you've got to essentially start again, not only in your survival, but in your attitudes to everything. It's, that's remarkable. And it's when you think about the consequences of something like that, uh, you know, you just sort of anything you think about that you think, oh, I was, I, if I was in that situation, I'd, oh, no, I couldn't do that because there wouldn't be any of that anymore. Oh, no, oh, no I wouldn't be able to, oh, we wouldn't, where we, oh, my, you know, and you just, it just builds and builds and you get that sense of dread when you're listening to it. I, I, I said to David that when I'd listened to episode one, I was, I was not at home with my wife and child and I, I, I had to phone them to see if they were all right. I had that awful sort of, oh God, oh, they're okay. You haven't got a cough, have you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds daft, but I really did have that impetus to, impetus to check with my loved ones to see if they were okay. How's Martin? Dosed up with paracetamol, home with the kids. They're not in school? They both came down with the temperature after church. Tina says the school's closed anyway. They turned her Debbie away. Not enough staff. (coughs) What about you? I'm fine. Honestly. Why don't you go home? Check up on them. Don't worry. We'll all be fine. Go on. Give Tina a hand with the layouts. No problem. Listen, Hells. I could swing by your house on the way to my interview. Layouts. Tina. Go on before she puts the horoscopes on the front page. Okay, if you're sure. I was I was a little nervous going in because we'd got some of the original cast coming back. We've got Ian McCulloch and Lucy Fleming very much in series one, and uh, Carolyn Seymour's got a cameo role in one, but will be in it more in series two. Um, and I was kind of nervous as to what Ian McCulloch would think of it because I know he had very strong views on the scripts for the TV show. Um, 
And uh, he, I kept overhearing him saying to everybody that he thought these were up there with the best of the Terry Nation scripts. Oh, that's lovely. And that Isn't was that really brilliant? what we yeah. aimed for. We, we, we took what Terry Nation was doing in the first series and really tried to do, match the tone and the seriousness and the quality of it. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Well, that's, that's amazing because Ian did actually write episodes, didn't he? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So to, to have him react in that way... And, yeah. he, and, yeah. and to be honest, he was also amazing in it as well. It was kind of, yeah. it, it was I, having somebody who hasn't done stuff with us before come yeah. in and just stand in the booth and immediately, you, you know, that voice is so wonderful. I know, when I heard it in the trailer, voice. when I was editing the trailer, you know, I just thought, oh, you know, amazing yeah. to hear the three of them, actually. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know the TV series became a little bit about farming and crops and <laughs> self-sufficiency and the this isn't. No, not at all. Um, this is very much about the human drama of trying to stay alive in a post-apocalyptic world. It's, it's not the good life with death. It's not the good <laughs> life with death. <laughs> well, I it's think the that, bad life. <laughs> I, I, I remember saying that, um, and, and I, I genuinely believe this, that um, one of the episodes of the original TV series, Law and Order, is, is one of my candidates for the best episode of any TV series ever. Yeah. And... I think we all sort of wanted to capture an element of that one. Not to say the rest aren't, aren't bad, but that's the one which you once watched, you'd never forget that mm. episode. It's so amazing. And anything we can get that's even vaguely close to that, that kind of level of serious moral um, questioning and, mm. and about sort of uh, the way people react in this new world, is, is that's sort of where we were aiming for, I think. Mm. Hey. Hey. Transglobal Flight 915 to Chicago. Any news? Do you mind? Since last night, I don't think you were. Sorry, madam. We're still waiting to hear. You were happy enough to check my luggage yesterday evening. I could do with a change of clothes. Now, how about getting me another flight? It's not so busy, I'll take anything that gets me back to the States. We're all in the same boat. Wait your turn. If only we were in a boat, I'd have gotten there faster. Can you place a call for me? I, I need to get a hold of my fiancé, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm sorry, madam. The international lines are all unavailable. Still? Okay, then. Can I call my London office? I got the number right here. I'm really very sorry. The local exchanges are down, too. If you'd like to retake your seat over in the lounge, we'll let you know just as soon as... Unbelievable! What kind of cockamamie country are you running here? Anything else about the writing process, John? Um, it was really... I, I really enjoyed the collaboration of it, really, um, because, because it was kind of quite distinctly a... It's not exactly a, a four-part story, but at the same time, it is the episodes aren't really as individually distinct as, you know, you know, it's not four separate adventures as such. They do have an overall sort of shape. And it did mean that uh, it very much felt like a passing on of the baton. I didn't even really start my synopsis until Andrew Smith, who was writing the third episode, finished his and sent it through, because I wouldn't know where to start and where where to lead to the ending. We knew the rough shape of the overall arc of it, uh, but I just needed to, we sort of all just finished us alone, pass it on to the next person and kept going with that. It was also really useful because it's, I think, the only time we've done a box set like this where we've recorded in two very distinct batches because Johnny and Matt had their scripts done a good few months before we did ours. And that was always always part of the plan for you know various reasons. And and th there's sort of degree of that gap is reflected in the stories as well, but it, it gave us that time to sort of really pick up with what, what had been established and run it through. I think, um, yeah, it was it was really exciting to do. I mean, it's 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 a series I've loved for ages, and uh, it, it was just such a relief to kind of write in this very distinct, real world, even though admittedly within the the context of 
uh, a post-death environment where um, I, I, I joked as well on, on Twitter that it's really nice to write lines for Louise Jemison where I could actually give her contractions in the words. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so, so she could, I, I could write, I can write, didn't. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it goes without saying Louise is amazing. Oh, of course she is. I mean, she's you know. heartbreaking. Well, that, that's... And I think Chase Masterson, you know, having heard episode one, she's mm. amazing in it as well. Yeah, yeah. And it... Terry Malloy, you know, it's just the, the emotion that Terry... Terry's character instills in you in the first episode, I just think is, you know, it's tangible, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite a haunting performance, yeah. actually. Well, by the way, when's it out? Um, June. June? Yeah, you I better get on with the other yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And what are, what are the names of the episodes? They are Revelation, Exodus, Judges, and Esther. I, I, I can say with one thing that the title Esther does something I've wanted to do for ages, but then I can't. I don't really want to say what that is. Oh, okay. You can probably figure out when you hear it. Yeah. Passengers are reminded for their own safety. Once you pass through security, please remain within your assigned departure lounge. I don't see much of anything going on. They're herding people into the terminal, but not so key to actually send them anywhere. Mr. Redgrave, <coughs> if you'd like to come with me. Certainly. Please be patient, Miss. But hey! What about us? What are we, freight cattle? Ca Hello, is anybody listening? Do you mind not coughing in my direction? God. Okay, well... Uh, Do you think that's encouraged people? Have appetites been wetted? Or? Well, you know, um, no doubt we'll have inc included a few clips during this mm. podcast. But uh, if you haven't yet heard the trailer, as this podcast ends, you will hear the trailer. The trailer. The trailer. Whatever that is, I don't know. John Banks uh, is on the cover, though, isn't he? He's on the cover. Yeah, yeah. I wish I'd been drawn taller. <laughs> you wish you'd been drawn taller. Yeah, couldn't I have had longer legs? Uh, <laughs> you wanted to be as tall as the Houses of Commons. Oh, no, yeah. good. Yes. Houses yeah. of Commons, the House of Parliament. Oh, I can't I tell what I'm talking about. Anyway, probably a good time to end this podcast because I've lost the power of speech. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, we got the plane. Oh, oh dear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
survivors. 